Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. The NBA and college basketball are back. The NFL and college football playoffs are right around the corner. Man, with all these sports going on, there are plenty of bets to lock in on. So, if you're thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat, my Lakers to repeat their NBA championship, or someone to upset Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, man, you need to go to betonline.ag. From the game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always an online casino as well, because it never closes. So, Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talkin' Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now... Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. Well, we're doing a little bit differently tonight. No Charlie Ward, but I got my boy in here, Mr. Kendrick Haskins. What's going on, Kendrick? I, I felt so bad in that intro when it said, Heisman Trophy winning Florida State legend, and I'm sitting here eating some French fries. <laughs> I feel like a letdown. <laughs> they don't know, Kendrick. You are you're the Heisman of the global <laughs> media, baby. That's what I'm saying. Wave three TV's yeah. finest. <laughs> oh my goodness. Listen, y'all, Kendrick Haskins is in the building. It's it's a, a pleasure and an honor to have him. We've been rocking with each other for so many right. years. It's crazy. And, uh, and we have a good time. So y'all in for a treat tonight. I'm, um, I'm, I'm honored to sit in for the great Charlie Ward. I mean, I've told him before, I, I grew up watching Charlie Ward when he was at Florida State. He was one of the reasons why I was a Florida State fan growing up because those teams were so fun to watch. So to yeah. fill in for the great Charlie Ward is an honor. Well, Charlie, yeah, Charlie is out doing some coaching tonight. So uh, he's win. They're obviously winning because this tournament started on Friday, and he ain't done <laughs> yet. So must they must be doing pretty good. So shout out I to tell you, it's funny. Real quick, yeah. I was digging through some old stuff and found an old picture when I met first met Charlie. He may yeah. remember this. He may not. This was, I think, I was fresh out of college. So this was around ninety eight, ninety nine, somewhere in there. And he came in town for the Allen Houston Golf Classic at Shawnee Golf Course. And it was all these, it was, of course, it was a bunch of Knicks. It's Jeff Van Gundy, right. Charlie Ward, and then like Tyrone Hill was there, a lot of lot NBA players. And I took a picture with Charlie Ward. And like I said, that was I was this was a young kid cast is like 22, 23 years old. And there's Charlie Ward. He's still playing in the NBA at that time. I wish I had you that picture right, right now and he was here. You didn't know how to handle it then. You like <gasps> But now right. you're so cool. You like cooling other side of the pillow now. So right. yeah. Right. yeah, now I'm like I <laughs> now I gotta play it off. Back then I could be a total fanboy. Right, you was fanboy. <laughs> right. I got it. I got it. Well, man, thank you for coming in tonight. Really appreciate it, man. Uh and we we, we hope Charlie and the team does well tonight. Finishing, I think they finished up the tournament tonight. So they must be in the championship game because I think they're finishing up tonight. 
Is it AAU tournament, I think? I, uh, I don't know. It's, this is a high school tournament. In Florida. Basketball? Yeah, yeah, high school basketball. Because, like, you know, we're not even playing basketball up here right, in Kentucky right now. So. Shut up. Like, none? None. Uh, the, the, the rest of the state, they're starting to play, I think, next Monday, January 4th. But the city of Louisville is not playing. They're not even practicing yet unless you're wow. a Catholic. Yeah, the JCPS, uh, Jefferson County Public Schools, are not even practicing right now. Wow, so that so it looks like it may not even be a season, huh? Well, it will be for the rest of the state. Don't know about the <laughs> cool. city of Louisville. Cool. Yeah, wow. Right. And then the number one team in the state is Louisville Mill High School. That is a JCPS school. Oh wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. Oh, that's heartbreaking. But I mean, it's either that or, or you know, you right. the whole team to COVID. So I get it. Right, and like you would love Mel's coach. His name is Tim Hayworth, and his nickname is Hoptown Tim because he came from Hawkinsville, Kentucky. And if anybody's from Kentucky, <laughs> I, I know, I know, you know about Hoptown. Hoptown. Very well. <laughs> I, I, I used, we used to run with the Hoptown boys back in the day. So they are an wow. interesting bunch. Wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! That's wild, man. That is really Crazy. wild, man. COVID, bro. That. And I try not to speak too loud against 2020 because I feel like he can hear me. And uh, <laughs> I don't want to make him mad than he already is, bro. Right. right. I try to leave him alone where he is. So Right, yeah. Just let, just let him lie. Yeah, like, man. Hey, it is what it is and just keep it moving. I'm telling you. Well, listen, we got the right guy on today to talk ACC and even a, little, a few little controversial things. Charlie and I – have yet to really, truly dive into college basketball, but we do get a few stories when they're interesting over the last couple of weeks, and we had a very interesting one this past weekend. Um, and not really so much from the ACC side because the right. outcome of the game, you kind of thought would happen, even though uh, UK came out to a, a, a strong lead and it actually had a lead going into halftime. But man, and part of the second half, yeah. And part of the second half, but uh, – but UNC definitely dominated that second half uh, and got the win. But what was interesting coming out of the game and the controversy coming out of the game was the, I guess, I don't know what you call it, rebellion, uh, frustration, uh, blow up, right. if you will. Of, of- it's, it's frustration of a team. And the, the funny because it was Cameron Fletcher, he's a freshman yeah. at UK. Him and Cal got into it on the bench, and then yeah. he has Cal has told him to take some time away from the team. And when you're only six or seven games into the season, and you're already oh. telling people to <laughs> you know, go sit over there, yeah, that's scary. And the, and then you mix that in with because like that was a controversy in, in here in Kentucky after right after the game, people were talking about it a little bit. But yeah. re- really got people talking was the post-game press conference. Have you heard about this? Well, I actually have just a small little clip, if you don't mind, sir. Not I, even Cal. But I'm not even talking about Cal. Well, I didn't, see, I, I didn't know there was another part of this story. Oh, yeah. Well, let's hear Cal, okay, let's hear Cal's part real quick, and then you fill in the blank. Here we go. This is okay. Cal talking about it from his perspective. <laughs> what happened there towards the end of the game? One, it looked like Terrence left the – court before the game was over and then and with cam seemed like he was kind of emotional there in those last couple minutes of the game 
Yeah, again, you know, you got to accept your position on this team. Um, whatever minutes you get. And, and Cam was mad he, he didn't play more. I'm like, the guys in front of you are playing. Lance played out of his mind. I thought Devin played better. Um, so, you know, you know, Cam came in and apologized after. But they don't understand that with four minutes to go, we had a chance to win the game. And you cop an attitude. It, it, it's the immaturity of that. Um, you know, the other thing that happened, as you know, we had a couple guys not practice this week. And you could probably tell who didn't play the way they're capable of playing. You could say it was this guy and that guy. And so, you know, being able to practice, knowing that, you know, um, if you're not, you got to probably be coming off the bench. Can't be a starter. You'd be that other guy. Um, but, you know. We just, look, every game is going to be a learning experience. We're going to fight like crazy. I'm not giving up on this crew. I mean, that, you, that's, the last part was just typical cow speech. I'm not right. giving up on these guys. You can believe you want right. to. I mean, I'm sure the recruiting. <laughs> but what's the rest of the story, Kendrick? Well, the player that came out before Cal after the game was one Keon Brooks. Okay. A Keon Brooks that has not played one minute all season long. Oh. He's a sophomore. He's a sophomore in UK. He's crazy. He's a sophomore. He's the most experienced player in the Cal system on the team. Of course, you know, they got Mintz and uh, Saar, who are grad transfers, but Brooks is the most experienced player in the Cal system, and he's only a sophomore. He's He has an, a calf injury, has not played a game all season, and was the player that came out and talked to the media, and he said that the rest of the players on the team didn't didn't feel like they they didn't they weren't up to talking to the media. So him as a leader steps forth and goes out and talks to the media when he has not played in a game all year. Oh my goodness! Well, what did, right. he, what did he say? Like I ain't played, so I don't know what to tell you. I mean, he gave you know. I mean, he was good for you know the situation that right. I guess he put himself in. I don't know. But my thing is, I, I, I applaud him for, you know, his efforts stepping forth as a, as a leader. But, like, right. you got two grad transfers on that team who are clearly older than he is. Right. And they and didn't step they, up. They didn't step up. So there's a whole lot going on with this Kentucky basketball team. Not only are they one in five, they lost three straight games to ACC opponents with another ACC team coming up on Saturday with Louisville. Right. They've, they've lost in like a variety of ways. Like Georgia tech, they was kind of up. It was, Georgia tech was actually kind of similar to the North Carolina game. They were up most of the game and kind of gave it away in the second half. Right. That Notre Dame game at home in Rupp arena, that first half was Probably the worst half of basketball I've seen in the Calipari era at UK. I mean, they were awful. And they came back in that second half and had a shot to win it at the buzzer that just rimmed off. But that first half, they were Lloyd, they were one of 14 from three. Wow. The one three that went in was banked in from the top of the key. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good side. No. Not a good side. No. Well, let me ask you a question. So – is it is are, is the ACC that good or is UK that bad? 
I think it's more on UK than it is the ACC because you look at what the ACC's done against other non-conference opponents. Right, right, right. And so I think it's more of a UK thing. And and for people who don't like Cal, it'll sound like an excuse, but I do think it's there's some legitimacy to it. He says with the team this young, which you know that's his own doing, but the team this young with COVID and having limited one-on-one interaction with the players if there's ever a time he needed it it's right now because he has such an inexperience on this team so i mean that's a legitimate excuse for this team but at the same time you look at it, it's like well look at the players you recruit and so and then to even even further infuriate the kentucky fans is they have a kid that's from the state of kentucky dante allen he was mr basketball two years ago shouldn't have won it but he did he won it because he committed to kentucky but the kid only played – he didn't even play half the season and got injured, and he won Mr. Basketball all over David Johnson, who, oh, by the way, went to Louisville. Right. So <laughs> – but this kid's a shooter. He can – he makes shots. He's a three-point shooter. They can't shoot, and he's not playing. They're so not. that's – and that's really driving these Kentucky fans crazy. Wow. So so we know we got Louisville and Kentucky this Saturday. Um, Louisville – Coming out of COVID, looked like they were coming out of COVID against Wisconsin. Right. Uh, got blown off the off like from bell to bell. Got blown right. out of the game. Do you think that is the COVID effects? Because uh, I don't know the depth of the COVID experience that they've had. I know it was bad because uh, they were on like a really strong quarantine situation. But is it? Are they feeling the effects of it? Like it? Like physically feeling the effects of it? I think it was a result of. They were probably going to lose that game anyway if they were full strength, let's be honest, because the way they got beat. Right. But they wouldn't have gotten that beat, beaten that bad. Carly Jones, the grad transfer, who is by far their best player, they mm-hmm. found they I don't know when they found out, but they told the media like a couple hours before the game that he wasn't playing. He did have COVID. Oh, so he's he, oh wow. So he didn't play. Then you already have um Munlin and Malik Williams, who haven't played all year because they have injuries, mm-hmm. and you, and they have an, um, Nickelberry who's been out all season. So you've got four players, two of which were definite starters who weren't playing. So you've got a bunch of young guys out there playing an experienced Wisconsin team that came out on fire. Yeah. I think they made like four threes to start yeah. the game. Yeah, it was like eight in the first so, half, wasn't it? It was something ridiculous. Yeah, it was like eight or nine in the first half. Yeah. And it, was, it wasn't like eight of like 20. It was like eight of like 12. It was right. like yeah, something yeah, crazy yeah. like Super that. percentage, yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, and they weren't all wide open looks. And so it was one of those things is why if, yeah, they lost by, I think they ended up losing by like, what, 37? <laughs> so, yeah, okay. yeah it's kind of, but like, it's one of those things you look back on it and you look at the situation. They hadn't played in 18 days. They hadn't played a game in 18 days before that. And I'm and wondering so, how much practice they would have had either because when you're on COVID quarantine, you can't practice. It's all virtual right. at that point. Right. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. while, yeah, they may have lost that game anyway, it wouldn't have been by 37 points on a right. normal circumstance. And so right. I think that's a lot of that. I think well, Carleek will be back for tomorrow's game at Pitt. And so I, they'll, they'll, they'll have a better showing tomorrow regardless because he's been far, far and away the best player on that team. And, like, you knew he was going to be good coming in, but he's been superb coming in. So wow. it'll be interesting to see on Saturday. I'm curious to see where all this is going. I, I have a feeling the first team to 50 this weekend is going to be the winner. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's 
it'll be a great game, but but it'll be it, but you know, we'll you know as you know in the state of Kentucky, it's a massive game regardless of COVID or whatever else is going on. It's still a massive game, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, it out. But before that Wisconsin game, Louisville had looked very good, like way better than we had anticipated, especially considering that Malik Williams and Menlin haven't played. Right. And so, because I really, I'd picked them to lose that Western Kentucky game. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, and they they blew Western out. I think a lot of that was Western was tired because they they had been coming off mm-hmm. that um, bubble tournament. They had just played right. in two falls, and then for whatever reason. Charles Bassey, their big their big man who should have been a one and done, who's in his third year because of injuries and such, decided to be Steph Curry instead oh. of <laughs> instead of Shaq. And yeah. so there you go. All right. Well, as we get into football a little bit here, uh, we did have a massive game in the ACC this past weekend, or at least what looked like a massive game. And we'll get to the national championship picture in just a second. But I got to tell you. I fell for the bait. I fell for the okie doke. I did. I'll admit that to everybody. Oh, really? Everybody watching, I'll admit it. They got me again. Lloyd. Got me again, bro. And I Lloyd. know better. I know better. Kendrick Haskins. Lloyd, you see Beverly Hills Cop. You can't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. I, I fell completely for it. I'm like, this <laughs> might be the year. No, they could. No. And and I forgot the rule. The rule is going <laughs> to know today, right? Because no I mean, they because you know, know everybody keeps talking about uh, Lawrence wasn't playing it, playing in that game. But that wasn't the difference. I mean, the backup quarterback who I can't say his name threw for four hundred yards against Notre Dame. They yeah, yeah, phenomenal game. But Clemson also had a bunch of defensive players out that game too. And so that like, made the difference. <laughs> right. That made more of a difference than Lawrence when the backup throws for 400 in the game. And so <laughs> there is there was the classic it was the classic Notre Dame okie doke that happens every year. The reason why and part of the reason too is like I can't get 12 to 7 over Louisville out of my head. They won 12 to 7 over Louisville. That was the final score against a Louisville team. They was up and down. That defense, the defense did in UofL's defense, the defense got better as the year went on. But at that point, they were not. <laughs> 12 to 7 was that final score. I, I I don't know what made me think that they were better. Like, I guess I'm going, they got to be. Look how they played in that Clemson game. They got to be better. Like, and they know the name begin. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I think, and Ian Book, Ian Book was just, he was just okay. The dude had negative 35 yards rushing. You, you fell for it. Ne- I fell for it. I fell for it. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you something. I wonder, and I'll ask you this, Kendrick, is, is, this a, is this a time where if they don't do well in the college football playoff, in the semifinals, and they play that level, so doesn't look good. Um, do you have to fire Brian Kelly at some point? Because you keep getting the same result. You keep getting the same results. They have that NBC contract, so they're not losing money. And they're having winning records. I mean, they have impressive records every year. So he's not going anywhere. Because they're going to get killed by Alabama. I mean, (laughs) that game. Unless I'm missing something from Alabama. That game has the potential to be incredibly ugly. 
Yeah, because I, I, I legitimately think Alabama's better than Clemson. I mean, uh, Alabama's rolling out there with three highs. They would win Heisman's and if they weren't all on the same team. That's how good that team right, is. Right, right. And so what they're going to do to Notre Dame, uh, yeah. But and but like it still will not kill the Notre Dame mystique, no matter how bad they get beat, they will still be ranked in the top 15 coming in next season. <laughs> That's because touchdown Jesus blesses us all. Right, because because they won't have book, they won't have a lot of they're losing a lot of players off this team, and they will still be ranked up in the top 15 next year. I don't know if there is a more disappointing college football quarterback career to me, than Ian Book with success. That dude uh, Notre Dame's got a lineage of that, though. Yeah, but this dude is going down as the winningest player in uh, quarterback in Notre Dame history. That's over <laughs> Joe Montana. That's over, uh, what's that, the, the, the black guy? I forget his name. I, you know what I'm uh, talking Rice. About? Rice, right. This is the winningest guy in Notre Dame history, and he can't throw 20 yards. That's a, but he's he's that's also them playing more games and there being fewer independents now than it was back then. You know, back in the day, you know, <laughs> and they but they play more games now. They play what 12, 13 games a year right, now. Right. And so that's he's a product of that. But uh, I mean, they, Notre Dame has a lineage of quarterbacks who are supposed to be all world and they don't pan out. So that brings us to this. Did they get it right? Did the national did the uh national no. people get it right? No. You can't tell me that Cincinnati doesn't deserve a shot. They, for one, they didn't get it right before because they should have expanded the playoffs to begin with. Right. And so that just I mean, if, if there was ever a season to give it a shot, it was this year. But I mean, is Cincinnati better than Notre Dame? Probably not. Is Cincinnati, but I mean. Florida is, but you can't. I can understand you can't put Florida there because they've got two losses, and then then you mix in Ohio State, who's played six games. See, that's the one I have a huge problem with. And shout out to Joy Galloway, who went to Ohio State and was like, "I don't deserve to be there." Right. <laughs> I got to give him all the props in the world because he flew in the face of his alma mater, and he was absolutely right. To me, I let's stop. First of all. I have a massive problem with the bogusness of these selections because because you're telling people when you make these kind of selections, you're telling us all it's a TV show and we got to get these ratings. Yep. We got to get all it is. Yeah, it's a TV show. It is a championship game, but it's also a TV show. So yep. where, where are we going to get the most bang for our buck? It's not going to be Cincinnati. I get it. But tell us that. Don't make right. the team go 11 and 0. <laughs> right. That's it. Not only did they go undefeated, they played as many games as you could possibly play. And they won and and, and they're undefeated. I mean, they're great. I mean, and it's not like they played a bunch of pansies. I mean, they the American is a good conference. And by the way, I mean, beat three top 25 teams. Which right. is more than I can say for Notre Dame. Right. And of course, I'm 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 going I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit biased towards Cincinnati cuz Desmond Ritter is a Louisville product. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> but I mean, I could get leaving Coastal Carolina out. I can get leaving so San Jose State out. Even though but even, even with Coastal Carolina, they played a top an undefeated BYU team 3 in 3 days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, I mean, all you can do is play who's in front of you. Right. 
all that all the all the committee proved is that it's all about name recognition. Oh, yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all that matters. I, I just think Ohio State being in is is a travesty. And by the way, Ohio State, because I had not seen Ohio State play all season until the championship game. And watching them, I'm going, that's who y'all want in the playoff? Oh, uh, you didn't see the IU game. I didn't see the IU game. See, IU, IU came out nervous early. Ohio State built a big lead. But Indiana settled down and made that a game, a one-score game. I saw the score. I did see the score. And Indiana, and and because and, and a lot, of, I'm hearing a lot from Indiana fans. They're upset because they got the Outback Bowl and they're playing Ole Miss. But a lot of that has to do with their quarterback, Michael Penix Jr. He is a Heisman caliber quarterback. All right, he was balling before. He right, got- and he see he blew out his ACL against Michigan State, and so he's out for the year. So that affected their bowl. Right. But but they didn't lose. They didn't lose after he went out. And so because their defense is so good. But at the same time, the knock on Indiana is like for the first time. And you got to feel bad for them because it's the first time they've ever beat Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan State and Penn State all in the same year. And they're all terrible. (laughs) Indiana had a better claim to that fourth spot than Ohio State did. They legitimately, I mean, I, you've heard people say that. They've had a better, they have a better resume than Ohio Far State, even resume. though they lost to Ohio State. Yeah, <laughs> far better resume. I, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was just, I just thought that was bogus. But with that being said, uh, the ACC did get two teams in, Clemson and Notre Dame. And you could argue whether Notre Dame should have been in or not. I mean, by their presentation to Clemson, they should not. But <laughs> they Clemson early in the year. And that was their only loss. So and they beat North, they beat a good North Carolina team. Well, well, listen, any team that's running for spy almost six hundred yards must be a halfway decent team. So, right. um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Notre Dame probably deserves to be there. Um, resume, I, I put their resume up against the, any of the four, really. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but I, I think that fourth spot was just Ohio. But what about Dabo throwing the shade in the coaching? <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. I'm surprised because you rarely hear coaches throw shade like that, but Dabo's one who will. That's when you know that somebody is comfortable with where they're at because it's like if, if they mess around and lose that game, he's got, he's got what, two titles at Clemson? Never, yeah, nobody's going to get that, man. Oh, yeah, no, he's good. So it's like one of those things like, yeah, I can say whatever. <laughs> so, but, And Dabo will say whatever. And he will like, say whatever. Well, you know, we interviewed him. He's not exactly wrong. <laughs> okay, let's let's go there because you because he said he had them eleven. So I by wanna, the way, the Bengals are up ten to nothing on Pittsburgh right now. <laughs> that is such a twenty twenty thing to do. As someone who hates they have Pittsburgh, quarterback. They, I think they went and got their quarterback from the unemployment line. Literally, <laughs> it's, it's his fourth start in the NFL. They said that before the game started. And he's got him up ten nothing. Ten nothing. Last I looked, I haven't played, been paying total attention, but last I looked, Pittsburgh didn't have a first down yet. I know they went three and out on their first two possessions, then fumbled on first down on their next possession. So <laughs> that's twenty twenty in a nutshell, right there. That is twenty twenty in a nutshell, right there. Up is down, left is right. My God, that's crazy. Um, okay, but so he said. He said they are the 11th best 
team in college football. So I'm gonna name some teams. You tell me if you you agree. Okay. We'll give you Alabama. Okay. I'll give you Clemson. Yep. No name. Resume, yeah. Resume, yes. Yes. I don't know if they legit are, but resume, yeah. Resume, yeah. Resume, yeah. Wow. Resume. They beat Florida and they lost to Alabama at Alabama. Wow. What about what about Oklahoma? Let's see, you threw that curve in there. Well, Joey, Joey, Joey said he would take Oklahoma over Ohio State. Um, no, I wouldn't do that. So I wouldn't put Oklahoma over there. Okay. Because that's the thing. I do think Ohio State's legit. A lot of it with me is, is the resume. And it's the Big Ten's fault. It's not even Ohio State's fault. It's the Big Ten's fault. Yeah, it's not all Ohio State's fault. I'm not blaming them, but at the same time, six games is six games. <laughs> right. They, they barely beat Northwestern, but – I mean, yeah, I also got to factor in Ohio State. When was the last time they had played a game before that Northwestern game? I mean, they had a bunch of cancellations, too. That's a great and point. so I, I still would put Ohio State ahead of Oklahoma. Yeah. Resume, of course. I mean, anybody, most, just about anybody you're going to name, I'm going to say resume. But I test, I'm kind of, I'm kind of back and forth with Ohio State and Notre Dame. I do think Florida's better than Ohio State. Well, Florida was next. Yeah, I do think Florida's better than Ohio State. Cincinnati? Wow, I'd love to see that game. I would love to see that game. Because <laughs> you know Cincinnati's coming with all the attitude. Oh, gosh, because it's one of those things where Ohio State won't play them. And you, oh, don't, man. you don't want our guys. We're not good enough for y'all. Right. And plus, like, the dynamic of the state of Ohio, because the northern Ohio looks down on southern Ohio. That would be they, a- I would love to see that game. That I do. Be- I will – I'd give Ohio State the nod, but I, I mean, I, I don't think it's a blowout. No, and if you put that game on a neutral field, or if you put that game in Nippert Stadium, if you put that game in Cincinnati, it's a wrap. Oh yeah, I don't think Ohio State can beat them. I agree. No, no. What about Georgia? Georgia's one of those teams that's like they could beat anybody, and it's always like that. They could beat anybody, won't. but they could lose to anybody. They just won't exactly. <laughs> Anybody, but they won't. Yeah, reason why you know what? I think Georgia may be better than them, but they wouldn't beat them. Georgia doesn't win big games. I agree, I agree 100%. 100%. So we're only at, and then the only two left in the well, three we got Iowa State left, which I I don't believe in Iowa State. They lost to Louisiana first game of the season and wasn't even close, right? At home. Right. I watched that game because there was nothing on TV at that time. I actually watched that game. <laughs> With a healthy quarterback, Indiana. Well, he was healthy in that game. And so, and they won. Where was the game at? And and Columbus. See, but 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 in Bloomington. In Bloomington, they barely beat Penn State in Bloomington. They literally beat them on that last play. Okay. And so I give Ohio State the a slight nod over Indiana. Okay, so it, it may have been just some legit hate. Oh yeah, and, and it's just Dabo selling tickets. Dabo's got a little Don King in him too. I'll, I'll throw this in just for fun. North Carolina. You know what? If North Carolina gets to run in that pill like they did against Miami, <laughs> I think Miami's defense is better than Ohio State's defense. 
Yes. They just mm. ran. They just ran it's another. Yeah. And it's Mac Brown with time. Mac Brown with time to prepare. I. The so only reason why I play Ohio State is because North Carolina didn't make it to the ACC championship game because they lost that Notre Dame game. Yeah, they lost that. Notre Other game. than that, I give Carolina a shot against Ohio State. All right, all right. So it, I mean, it's definitely hating and, and Dabo doing selling tickets, but they got the bulletin. Listen, Ohio State got the bulletin board yep. material they need to, to motivate them. If this don't motivate you. He just said you were the 11th best team in the nation. <laughs> you better not lose that oh, game. You he said you were the 12th best team in the nation, that there were 11 teams better than you. <laughs> you better win that game if you dabble. Hey, you better win that game. That's all I know. Like, yep. I'm Will Smith in, in the first Bad Boys when Martin is driving. You better make it. That's all I know. <laughs> That's all I know. So, but, I mean, I, but the thing is, when you, when you come in with ATN – and Trevor Lawrence on offense, and I, I really, I do, I do think there's a huge gulf. It's Alabama, Clemson, and then everybody else. Everybody you can else. kind of throw yeah. them Well, having said that, I want, I got to give you guys our believe in the ACC championship game, who version of the who game that we play every week. And so, speaking specifically about the ACC championship game, um. Who shined the brightest to you? That's obvious. <laughs> I mean, Trevor Lawrence. You are Trevor? Like, okay. He probably won the Heisman with that game. Wow. And, and, re, and here's the thing. The reason why I think he's going to win the Heisman is because those three guys at Alabama are going to split those votes. They're going to split the votes. That's exactly right. Yeah. And it's, it's not a knock on anybody else because I, I don't necessarily think Trevor was the Heisman Trophy winner, but I think he's going to win it. And it's not a knock on him. I love Trevor Lawrence. But I think that run, that touchdown run he had on that read option, I, I think that may have solidified it. Shout out to shout out to the New York Jets who decided they don't want to be great. That was the most Jets thing ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't get no more New York Jets than that. I couldn't help myself. I said, really? Y'all just go with this with her. Okay. <laughs> and, and I was sitting there watching that. Okay. I'm like, there's no way the Rams lose this game. And the Jets did everything in their power to lose it, but the Rams wouldn't let them. <laughs> I, I got the NFL package, and I kept peeking in on the game the whole day. And I'm saying, okay, well, the Rams are going to ratchet it up after a while. And when, I, when it got to the fourth quarter, I'm like, are the Jets really trying to win this game? Like they it still felt like the whole time it felt like the Rams are going to win it. And then, I, like, inexcusably, they're throwing weird long passes and long cross, crossing routes on third and fourth and short. And it's like, what are they doing? It was crazy. <laughs> oh, it was crazy. I got to have you back on the on the other show, the five, so we can talk about that, get the Jets, because I, I didn't understand what the Jets were doing on that one. But I'm going to give my uh, – my uh, shine the brightest to Travis Etienne, and I'm going to apologize to him because I thought he had fallen off the last couple of weeks. Turns out he's okay. He's good. Yeah, they, I mean, they, when you've got as many weapons as Clemson does, <laughs> there's going to be games when you can have a starter. He took it, and listen, Travis said, listen, I'm about to go to the draft. I'm going to take these last three or four weeks off. 
But I'll be ready by the ACC championship. I'm going to go ahead and bust this 50-yard touchdown right beforehand. Who, I mean, who he, scores on that? He was, <laughs> he was so dominant. Oh, my God, man. Right. Okay. Um, and I guess I'll give an honorable mention to Amari Rogers because he – God, this kid is playing himself right into an NFL contract. Oh, yeah. Uh, just first-round potential all over the place. Uh, and, by the way, the quarterback that he'll be playing with next year, potentially better than the one he's playing with now. So That guy is good. I can't say his name. I but tried, he... and I embarrassed myself in front of Dabo Sweeney, Oogalala Lele, or something like that. I think you. I think you. I think this might be right. Actually, it's, 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 <laughs> I know it's Lala Lele. The first yeah. part is what gets me. <laughs> right, who, surprised, who surprised you the most? I guess what surprised me the most—it's not a player per se. Mm-hmm. It was the Notre Dame defense because I know that Notre Dame's going to Notre Dame, but the way they just got mauled in that game because it I was, mean because. Because it's bad. And I said they held Louisville to seven points. And I say Louisville was up and down all year, but they had a good offense. Right, right, right. And they okay. held them to seven points and couldn't hardly move the ball. And Notre Dame's defense is, I mean, that's real the unsung hero of that team all year because Book gets all the credit, but that defense has been strong all it's, year. It's all defense, yeah. And the way that Clemson just ran through them, I mean, it was mostly through the on the ground. I mean, they got some big plays in the, in the air, but it was mostly on the ground. Like said, eighteen men. And then, I mean, Lawrence had a couple of good runs in there besides the touchdown run. And so I, I was most surprised by how bad Notre Dame's defense looked. I I was shocked. by I'm, I'm going to go beyond, and, and you're, we'll get to that you know, here in a minute, but I I was shocked that Notre Dame's defense did not play better. I, I have to be honest with you. I, that, I thought that was the one thing they could absolutely count on. My concern right. going into the game was whether Ian Book would Ian Book again. Right. See, uh, that's what I thought because I figured that Notre Dame was going to Notre Dame, but I was I thought it was going to be a bunch of turnovers, but it right. wasn't. Right. I figured the defense was so bad. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So I was shocked. He surprised me the most that that or the defense surprised me. They did not play well. Uh, needs a little work. Um, I'm gonna tell you something. I like the 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 the, the, the scourneck neck kid. For Notre Dame, um, but I'm talking about the big tight end. Yeah, the big tight end. I like yeah. him. Uh, I think he's got potential. Uh, maybe could be a mid round steal for somebody. But the kid that I really like is um, is the uh, EJ Williams kid for Clemson. Yeah, I think that kid's got a lot of potential, and I think next year, uh, I think EJ is a. Let me check, make sure real quick. I think he's a. Yes, he's a freshman. I think they're gonna be. Hard to That's deal with. So scary about that Clemson team. Yeah, they're gonna be hard to deal with next year. All right, right. As good as they are, yeah. As good as they are, they're young. <laughs> I mean, we we may not have, as good as Clemson's been over the last couple of years. We may not have seen the best Clemson team yet. They could be way, way, way better next year. Yeah, Ugalala Lele is. I mean, like I said, he threw for four hundred against Notre Dame that first game. And that was a, his second start. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that I would say who needs a little work is all of us saying his name. <laughs> yeah, we all need work. You say that, brother. We need to get it before the next year because we're going to be saying it a lot. Right. Because I'll tell you what was funny. It was embarrassing, um, an embarrassing moment for me. It wasn't that embarrassing, but it was when Louisville played Alabama in that 
first game of the season oh. down in, or- in Orlando. Well, I'm down there doing stand-ups, and I'm standing like it's a guy from Alabama, like a couple of feet from me, and I'm talking, and I'm struggling with uh, Tua's name, and he, he's yeah. like, it's Tua, Tua Tagovailoa. And, like, from he said it that one time, and just because it was some guy that I'm, like, probably looking at me like an idiot, I said his name correctly every time since then. So I needed somebody from Clemson to call me an idiot. So I and you know what's funny? I actually have never struggled with Tua's name. That's the one name I've never struggled with. I've always gotten that right. But with this Google la 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 la, I can't. I can't. I've tried so many times. Now, who needs a lot of work? For me, it's very simple. Brian Kelly needs to learn how to win a big game. Dude. Yeah, I don't see that changing. (laughs) You can't teach an old dog new tricks. But then you got to move on. Notre Dame, y'all got to move on. They won't. They won't. I mean, look how long he's been there. Because, <laughs> like, they've had some bad seasons in there mixed in with those couple of good seasons and that one national championship run. They got embarrassed. Right. And he's not going anywhere. I, I think they got it. I think he's got to figure it out. He's got to get somebody on the staff that can help him hire somebody better and in in somebody that's a motor. Well, they have a built-in excuse that Alabama and Clemson are just far and away better than everybody. What is that black guy? His name, I think his last name is Thomas. He's a motivational speaker. You see him on YouTube a lot. <laughs> the motivated the black guy named Thomas. <laughs> I'm just saying, something. There is a disconnect in big games. <laughs> they are not, it's something ain't clicking, man. It ain't clicking. It's, I mean, because like with some teams, you, you look at it as like that's growing pains when you know it's a team that's kind of on the come up. But with Notre Dame, that's just their rep right now. I ask you a question. Hmm. Trade Brian Kelly for Nick Saban. Does Nick Saban lose that game this weekend? Same talent. Does Nick Same Saban lose that game? Uh, you know what? He may have. Because there's one thing that Dabo and Nick have in common. You don't beat them twice. So with and so with them winning that first game, yeah. Clemson probably would have won the second game even if it was Saban. Okay. You don't beat Saban twice. You don't beat Dabo twice. No coach. No coach. No coach wins that game in college. Urban. I don't think so. Okay. Listen, Clemson runs a lot of talent out there. I mean, that talent is overwhelming. A lot of talent out there. It, it was going to be hard for him to win that game. Yeah, I mean and. Maybe I could also think even if it was vice versa, I don't, I just don't see anybody beating Dabo or saving twice. I just don't see it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Who for you? Who needs a lot of work? Uh, the rest of the ACC, <laughs> because I mean, because I because I was looking at it even going into that game. It's like you can't let Notre Dame, who's kind of kind of treated you like a side chick for however many years anyway. Right. Come in, walk right into the ACC championship game. Right. right. <laughs> first year you're there. Wow. First year. The only year. The only so, right, First and only. It's like it's right. Only so I think the ACC has got to get better. I know Miami was good, but then they, you know, they, they miami against North Carolina. And by the way, Cincinnati just went up 17 to nothing. <laughs> <What is> <laughs> What is going on? 
<laughs> Giovanni Bernard and his Fred Williamson mustache is gone. <laughs> Giovanni, you know, as a Cowboys fan, I could not be happier than to see this. <laughs> this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. I, okay, I don't even understand that at all. But, um, wow. So, um, Kendrick. Filling in for Charlie tonight. I need you to give me Kendrick's final top five in the ACC. What's your final top five? Clemson, Notre Dame, mm-hmm. Carolina, Miami. Yeah, that fifth one's always rough. That fifth one's hard. You, mean you could throw Pitt in there. You could throw NC State in there. Yeah, yeah that fifth one's rough. Maybe Boston College. I like Wake's offense. That fifth one is like, you know, it's another one. You just throw them in a hat. I'll just, I'll go with Pitt. I will allow you to save the rest of the ACC if you feel comfortable with that. (laughs) I'll go with Pitt because Pitt does have a good defense. Okay. Okay. There you go. Sounds good. I Listen, I didn't realize we were doing our award show last week, and I didn't realize that Pitt was averaging, holding people to an average of 2.7 yards a play. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that, oh, defense is, that defense has been oh, strong. So when you, beat, you really beat somebody. because they, right. really, yeah, they really Defensively, you really beat somebody, yeah. Yeah, defensively, yeah. Uh, mine is pretty much the same. You got to go Clemson number one. You got to you gotta go Notre Dame number two, although I'm deeply disappointed the way they played this weekend. Uh, and then North Carolina, man. I If North Carolina's defense could have just showed up two more times, I would have loved to have seen that defense against Clemson yep. in that championship game. I yeah. think we would have played better. And I would have loved to see that running game. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Were, that would have been fun to watch. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, Michael Carter might have played himself into the first round. He might have ran himself into the first round. Both of those guys may have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Devontae, I, I, yeah, it's going to be – I don't know. Just, I think more because the way the the NFL offenses are going right now, they both might drop second round. Yeah, it's possible. It's very possible. And you don't want to pay the because you don't want to pay a running back that money at this point. But let me and say so. this. Let me say this. Prior to that game, and they both had phenomenal seasons. But prior to that game, to me, they were third and fourth rounders. Right. And then in that game, I'm going. Oh yeah, y'all, 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 y'all just earned your money today. Y'all they just, earn their money, but I'm just thinking about the way that offenses are going. If they can, if they can, ca- if they can catch the ball out of the backfield, that's going to be the X factor. That's going to be the X factor. So they, if they can catch it, if they can prove in the combine they can catch it out of the backfield, they might be late. One might be late second, the other one might be early to mid third. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. So yeah, North Carolina be third, and then I guess I I like what Miami did this year. I'm proud of Miami and and DJ, especially DJ King. I thought Derek. I thought he played – Charlie coached him, so he knows him. That's why I'm talking uh, But, yeah, I thought they did well. And the fifth team, I'm with you. I probably would give it to Pitt, although I can make a case for NC State because they played well, as, and especially late. I thought they played well late. Uh, and they definitely had their best season in a while. I think they were 8-3 and three when it all – Their game with Kentucky is going to be interesting because a lot of people are going to look at Kentucky's record. And be like, oh well, NC State will win that game. Kentucky had by far and away 
the toughest schedule in the country. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Not even close. Kentucky yeah. is a legitimately good team. But this is a team that played at Auburn, yeah. at Alabama, at Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Who did that? They played at Alabama and at Florida on back-to-back weeks. Right. Yeah, so, that's not that's a recipe for disaster. Right. And they finally beat Tennessee with if which Tennessee wasn't that good, but if you're from around here, you know that's a big deal that they beat Tennessee. That is a big uh, deal. very big and deal. And that was a team I told you, I told you and Charlie at the beginning of the season, I said Kentucky's gonna be a team that's good, that's gonna have a terrible record. I said they'd only yeah, you did say that. You did say that, yeah. <laughs> but well, it's gonna be an interesting game because Kentucky's yeah. good. They finally fired Eddie Grand, their offensive coordinator. Oh wow, okay. So yeah. They let him go, and they he's the thing. The thing that drives you crazy about Kentucky is they land good skill players on offense, like receivers and tight ends and stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't give them the ball, which which you make, becomes the big mystery. Is like, how do you keep getting kids to come there if they're not going to get the ball? But they they brought in um they. He's not going to coast the bowl game, but they brought in the new offensive coordinator, the guy that's coming from Sean McVay from the Rams. Mm-hmm. And so they should be better because they've got the talent. And so I think they, that that bowl game January 2nd down in uh, Jacksonville is going to be interesting. I got to ask you this question because I got you on an ACC program and and uh, you got, I know you got the inside scoop. <laughs> Where – I mean, is Coach Satterfield going to be in Louisville next year? Because his name keeps popping up everywhere. Yeah, he popped up for that South Carolina thing, and he really and, he and, really and stepped in with the Auburn game, Auburn as well. I can't see Auburn taking him, to be honest. I mean, how are they going to sell to their fans? Yeah, we're going to hire this coach that won three games this season. So <laughs> I don't see that. They like to me too, but I mean – I, I don't. I don't see. I don't see him going anywhere this year. The record was too bad. They. I mean, it wasn't all his fault. It wasn't all the staff's fault that the record was where it was. I mean, they got tore up by COVID. Right. And it's not. I mean, plus, I mean, it's you can't. You can't make the cut. The quarterback not fumble the ball. Right. <laughs> I mean, turnovers aren't. I mean, you can't put that on the coaches, especially like some of the turnovers Louisville had. I mean, they had some bad luck. I mean, I remember. Who was it against? Uh, I think it was uh, it was one of the later games with Tutu Atwell catches the ball and just running, and the ball just flies out of his hand. Right. <laughs> I mean, they just they had some bad luck on turnovers, so you can't really put that on the coaching the team. Did get better, and the players legitimately love him. So I don't see him going anywhere this year, coming off of that record. But, but that team a good season together. That that, that that team, they've got a lot coming back next year. They miss, they're losing JV and Hawkins. They're losing Tutu Atwell. Right. They're losing Des Fitzpatrick. Right. But they've got some guys coming by behind them. And, and his offense, I mean, he had a good offense if they didn't turn the ball over. Right. So, so I think next year could be a bounce back year for them. Then you have to worry. I don't think you have to worry this year. I think you have to worry next year. Mm, wow. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> that's very interesting. That's very interesting. I to me, because Charlie and I have talked about this on this show as well. <clears throat> I don't I just don't know what guys are looking for anymore. Mm-hmm. Like he could stay at Louisville for the next 20 years and win eight games a season and be fine and get raises every year. Right. I don't know. And 
every four years probably compete for a national championship. Maybe six. <laughs> I give you six. You know, you know what I'm saying. But I'm saying it's 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 a spot where you can do some things. It's one of those things. It's so weird because Louisville Louisville's not doesn't have the history, so they're not a destination program right now. So and I like, but it's a weird thing because it is. It's a weird thing for the fans, and I can understand because it is a destination program basketball wise, right. But football, I mean, it's it's just not. It's I mean, it's proven that way. I mean, look, look at every coach that's come through here has used that as a stepping stone to go somewhere else. So they got fired. Like Crackthorpe got fired, but like Bobby used it to step on. Charlie Strong used it to lead, and so it's it's hard. And I mean, even even Howard Schnellenberger ended up going to Oklahoma, and so I was the only one that did well leaving. Right, not really. You end up getting fired at Oklahoma. That's right, you get fired. <laughs> no <laughs> one has no ever left. Well no one has ever left here and done well. So you would think that that would be a deterrent, but it's one of those things with them being in the ACC. I'm, I'm sure that's what's confusing to them because, like before, you could understand it when they were in Conference USA. Oh, you know, yeah. they were they were an independent back when Snellenberger was here and like all of that. But once they and even with the Big East. I, you can kind of see it. I mean, when when Charlie was flirting with Tennessee and then him going to Texas, you can understand like that's Texas, right? But at this point, you're in the ACC, a winnable conference. Most, I mean, you really, it's just Clemson. <laughs> they have the unfortunate part of being on the same side of the conference as Clemson. But even and even that, given that, they're good enough to where they can finish. Probably second or third. It's a program that can finish second, third, fourth every year. You know, behind if you in the conference as a whole with you know Clemson, right. um, Miami, and then you know those North Carolina. Those they 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 should be in the upper epsilon uh, and Florida State of, of the of the conference. Well, and so it's a team, and it's a and it's a school. It's a it's a it's a place where really, let's be honest, little if you're a consistent nine and three, given the Mega power that Clemson is, Louisville fans will be understanding of it. They're not going to be pressuring. Yeah. Well, and then Notre Dame is just proving that if you can, if you can compete at a high level in the conference, and no, and Clemson is your only loss, that puts you in a in a in a college football playoff conversation. Right. And you get in the conversation. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's a, before I let you go, I got to ask you this question. Is this the year for the Louisville women? You know what? Watching them play, it very well could be. Lord, they're so good. The Haley Van Lith kid, the, the freshman, I mean, she's been she's lived up to it. Her and Dana Evans back there in that backcourt. I've had a chance to couple a couple of games. I and I thought, I really thought uh my girl Asia that I love so much. I said, okay, that's the best team we've ever seen there. They, they this team, and they're they're loaded, and not only are they loaded, they loaded with young talent too. They're they're not going anywhere. Dana Evans is going to graduate, but they're not going anywhere when Dana leaves because guess because guess who slides over to that point guard? Yeah, Haley Van Lit. I I, so, I think I think uh, our guy who I love so much, uh, I think he got one. I think he might have one this year. Only thing that's going to be a deterrent—they've they've been hit with COVID bad. Oh, and man. So, uh, they haven't. 
the women haven't played a game. I mean, it's the area. I mean, the women haven't played a game in, I think, in about two weeks. Uh, the U of L men went 18 days without a game. Even Bellerman, they Bell, but Bellerman, they haven't had had uh, COVID on their team. Every game they've scheduled has been canceled. So literally, they just scheduled a game. They just scheduled it today. They're playing at Notre Dame on Wednesday at noon. <laughs> that game just came down today because they've had uh, two other games that were supposed to be played this week canceled. Best prediction: Do does college basketball finish this season? Oh, they're going to finish. The NCAA is going to cancel the tournament two years in a row. But I do. I would not be surprised if there is a stoppage at some point. Yeah, I don't Stop think the group and then start to start back. I I don't know if they're going to play into February. I think I agree with you. I think there's going to be a stoppage. And then there's going to be some discussion about, okay, let's figure out how we can do some kind of regional something. And then from those regional results, then we pick whoever the 16 teams or 32 teams to go to some bubble situation are. There's going to be a massive adjustment. It's it's going to have to be. Yeah. Because the numbers, because I mean, let's be honest, the holidays coming up, the COVID uh, numbers are about to spike uh, beyond. It's going to be crazy. The player, the but the players aren't going home. So I mean, that could that mean that could be a good thing. And I, I saw that the Big Ten, they can, I think the Big Ten's got a bunch of games on Christmas Day because like we're not sending the players home. We may as well play games. Yeah. So I think the Big Ten is actually playing a bunch of games on Christmas. But with the numbers, the numbers are going to going to spike with the Christmas holiday and New Year's Eve and all of that. So I would I think there's gonna be a stoppage probably about mid-January. And shout out to Tennessee and Georgia and Florida who just don't care. They just like whatever. We just <laughs> there's nothing going on. Indiana's not far away, but far behind. Yeah, Indiana as well. Who just <laughs> live our best life, COVID be damned. Whatever. Right. So right. yeah, I, I think until we get to January 20th, I just I just don't see how we're gonna to get to the other side. But it's gonna be interesting, it's gonna be an interesting ride, man. It's gonna be an interesting yeah. ride. It's been interesting already. It's just like we think the Kentucky Louisville game is Saturday. We'll know if we're at the Yum Center on Saturday. <laughs> we'll see. This is just Monday, so we will. Be- right. I mean, even Louisville's game against Pitt tomorrow. I mean, because Jeff Cable he tested positive, so he's not going to be there coaching. So we guess Louisville and Pittsburgh's playing tomorrow. We guess. <laughs> what, a ride. what a ride what a ride man my god this has been crazy this year uh and like i said we try to keep quiet around here because we know 2020 is always listening uh <laughs> we whisper our thoughts here we don't we don't <laughs> uh, thank you man for coming on tonight it's been a blast always always i missed y'all as i knew it would be so and and we will have you back we'll have you back bro you have to you have to have me kicking it with Charlie Ward out. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, you know what we do. Yeah, know. I mean, basketball, that's the good thing about Charlie. He's so versatile. He can do football and basketball. He's great football, at both. man. I said he <laughs> one show. He was juggling. Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did he play baseball, too, at one point? Here's what I learned. I didn't know this. Charlie started his football career in Florida State as a punter. Get out of here. I kid you not. <laughs> I, I said, "What? I, why am I just not hearing this?" First of all, I didn't even know that. I didn't know that either. 
I didn't know that either. He said, yeah, man, I started as a punter. Wow. That is the craziest thing ever. But (laughs) that means you got to be the first punter to win a Heisman Trophy. Got to be. He said, oh, yeah. I said, that's not bro. You got to be the first punter to get drafted in the NBA. (laughs) But it's very very New York Knicks to have a punter playing point. Oh, (laughs) That is the most Nick thing to do ever. (laughs) Knicks and the Jets who are always redefining sports. (laughs) Of which we perform in them. It's amazing. It is amazing. All right, God bless you, kids. Appreciate you, man. Y'all been no listening problem, to ACC. Uh, this podcast, will, uh, thank you for watching it. For those who uh, will uh, hear it tomorrow, or which will be Tuesday, we appreciate you guys for tuning in all over the country. We love each and every one of you. We'll be back on Wednesday with our final show for the year, and uh, then we're going to take a little break. So uh, we'll hopefully see you in 2021. There you go. <laughs> all right. We're out of here. You have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook, on the Noisemakers page, and on YouTube on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms. And we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.